Ready, set, go. Hi, and welcome to Green Grasses. I'm Amy. And I'm Carla. And we are coming to you from my kitchen. Woohoo! Again. All right, so today we're really excited for our special guest, but first we're going to, um, let me just tell you what we're doing today. So we're going to introduce our guest. We are going to have a book review correction. We are, but before that, we're we'll doing the that. verse of the week. Oh, yeah, verse of the week. Yeah. Verse of the week book review correction and then we'll have our guest's testimony and get into some questions for yeah. her. Yep. Okay. And so I'm going to introduce Chris. Chris has been married for 41 years, has three grown children, four amazing grandchildren. She was uh, in a large family. She's one out of 10 and Chris, you were the oldest? No, I was right in the middle. Okay. I didn't know you um, were 10. Wow. Yeah. She moved to Arizona when she was 16. Uh, she has been part of our church, really, for as long as I can remember. Um, and she was part of the church plant, eventually came to be a member of our church. And she really, I've known Chris for just being someone who counsels a lot and teaches a lot. And as part of, you know, the, the part of the group of women that teach a lot of the women. And now I'm going to say why I love Chris, because <laughs> I always do this. And I, when I think of Chris, I just think of a wise woman. And I still remember some of the things that you taught at a, at a women's retreat about running your race and uh, how encouraged I was. Just be faithful in the life that God gave me and run it hard and run it faithfully and not look around at other women and what they're doing and just run the race that God gave me. And honestly, that comes to my mind a lot. Um, and it's something that really has changed the way that I just live every day, just being faithful with where God has me and what God has me doing. And um, I still think about that a lot. So I, I just, you're, you know, you're a wise woman and um, who offers uh, sound counsel and who just walks faithfully with the Lord. So thank you, Chris. And say hello so everyone hears you. Hi. Glad to be here. And I think the, the word that, I, that comes to my mind when I think of you, Chris, is steadfast. Like, mm -hmm. so, like you're so steady and like, I don't know, wise for sure. You were my first Wellspring leader for our women's Bible study. And I just, like, I remember that time of feeling like important and welcome and like, but, and yet you were so gentle in correction. Cause I remember even saying a couple things like way back then that I, that you were like, mm. <laughs> let me and put I, my arm around and I was you, like, Amy. Huh, I guess that wasn't a good way of thinking about that, but I didn't feel like I can't come back now, you know, like it was, <laughs> it was like gentle correction, you know? And so I just think like the word in my head is steadfast that keeps coming to mind. So I'm really thankful to have you here and uh, talk about yeah. the topic we're going to have fun. for you. And fun. I feel like we just... Oh, yes. <laughs> You're easy to You're, talk to. Yes. And just fun. Whenever at church we're saying, you know, hello and goodbye, I just, it's, it's just sweet. It's sweet to know you. It's so sweet to know you. Well, you know I feel the same way about both of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that's our job right there is to make sure everyone feels embarrassed. And right, right, <laughs> right. But we, it really is how we feel. So mm -hmm. it is. Yeah, we're it glad is. you're here. Do I get my sports minute now? All right, so Carla's going to have her sports minute, and the timer's going. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just have, there's not a whole lot to talk about in the world of sports right now. 
But I did mention that the Suns were playing the Lakers and kind of what a big deal that was. And they won. And and uh, Devin Booker got um, ejected out of the game. And so they didn't have him. And that was a big deal that they won without him. So it's just an exciting season. Do you so watch the games? I listen to them on the you radio. Yeah. So are they doing the whole kneeling thing for the national anthem? You know, I have no idea. Because you're listening. I just block that out because <laughs> I'm listening. And a lot of times the radio broadcasts don't have the national anthem at all. They just yeah. start right into the game. So mm-hmm. I honestly don't. And I and I do listen to a lot of sports on the radio because I'll have them on like while I'm cleaning, while I'm mm-hmm. doing things because I, can, I don't have time to sit down and watch a sports right, event. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, a lot of it is on the radio. Hmm. So I'm a big fan of AM radio. So anyway. And um, then, so yeah. so we have a couple things. Oh, oh sorry. Is your sports minute it's over? It's not over. Oh, okay. Keep <laughs> going. <laughs> I'm just going to say it's football free agency, which means teams are getting put together. So we'll have an idea what the Cardinals look like in a few weeks okay. for the season. And D-backs, they lost pretty badly in spring training to the Dodgers, which I'm just hoping is not a sign of things to come. But we shall see. And that is my sports <laughs> minute. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to cut you short. She just wanted to change the subject. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, but we did want to um, celebrate that this is our 10th episode. Yes. Which is super fun. Yes. And um, that it is also, this weekend, we'll have hit our, like, 1,000 listens. Yes. Not listeners. <laughs> We're not that popular. We're not that popular. But... but. <laughs> But 1,000 listens, yes. which is so really thank exciting. you for listening, and thank you for going back to listen to yes. other episodes, because that's what it means. It means that, you know, you're encouraged, and you want to hear more stories of other people coming to tell us what God has done in their lives. So yeah. that's really encouraging to us. Yeah, and we so we've really appreciated any feedback that mm-hmm. we've gotten, um, you know, topic-wise, and, yeah. all you know, just the testimonies that have been so encouraging. We're just really thankful for our guests that have come to share, because yeah. oh, yeah. Carla and I are not that exciting right. people, so. <laughs> right. I beg to differ. <laughs> that's, what we, that's why we only took up the first two. Yeah, so we're um, just... As a little side note, we this we're recording today on Friday because we are both going out of town next week for spring mm-hmm. break. So my sister-in-law is getting married. Yay! Um, it's the last sister on both. We my husband and I each have three sisters, and this is the last sister to get married. And it is my fourteenth bridesmaid's dress. <laughs> I see a new movie coming. I know. <laughs> I'm not quite that, but there was a time in my 20s where I was like, I am 21 dresses, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was ridiculous. But anyway, so, um, but that's really exciting. So we'll be flying the kids. It'll be their first airplane ride. Oh, really? Which they're really excited about. That's exciting for them. Yeah. It's fun. I'm going to California to visit my sister. It'll be a real fun time. Uh, we haven't seen them in a while, and uh, my sister's had some hard things the last few years. Like her oldest son was diagnosed with type one diabetes, so they've had a lot of change and a lot of adjusting, just a lot of learning to do with that. And my sister's a nurse, and um, she's just one of these people that kind of just takes, you know, takes life by the horns and just goes. And she's really strong, and so I'll be. Just, I'm excited to just spend some time with them, and um, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Hang out. I don't know how much we'll be able to do because it's California, but <laughs> we'll hang out. So it'll be sweet. All right. Cool. Um, all right. So, Carla, this week you're going to do verse of the week. I am. And this verse 
I, as I was thinking about what to share, is the verse I go to any time that hard things come. And the reason that it came up in my mind is because over the last couple of weeks, I found out that a friend of mine just found out that um, she has breast cancer. And so, um, you know, and within all that, the news is good. It hasn't spread. But, you know, you're kind of hit with trials and hard things. And so um, as I tried to encourage her, I shared this verse with her um, that I always go to in hard times. And it's um, Job 23, 6 through 8. And it says, hold on one second. I need to get my Bible a little closer. Okay. Um, Hold on one second. Did you say six or eight? I'm so sorry. It's, it is Job 23, 8 through 10. <laughs> sorry. Amy was giving me this look of like, you just said that wrong. Okay, and so this is what it says. Look, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I cannot perceive him. When he works on the left, I cannot behold him. When he turns to the right, I cannot see him, but he knows the way I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. And I think about that verse a lot because of what trials, what how God uses trials. I remember going one during a, a very difficult time in my life, remembering that I saw I saw a book, I saw something that said God loves you so much He will do something like this. I'm paraphrasing. He love He loves you so much He will do what it takes to make you holy, and uh, that really really helped me as I was going through a difficult time because. God making us more like his son, and sometimes that means that we are pressed. It means that we are hurt, you know, hurting. It means that we are stripped away from anything that we may have thought we had to bring to a situation. That pressure is what God uses to make us more like Jesus, and that is the greatest expression of his love for us, that he would love me so much that he would press me so that I can come forth as gold, so that I could be more like his son. And what a comfort it is that God would love me so much that he would press me and put me in the fire so that I could love him and trust him and be more like his son. So if you're facing something difficult, just remember there is a purpose. And God's purpose is that you would be more like Jesus. And that is God's love for us because when we are more like Jesus we are obedient and when we are obedient is when we are the most happy and our happiness comes from delighting in who Jesus is so that's my thought and my verse of today or yeah. week no and when you when you're in a period of suffering we tend to think God is not there like that's mm-hmm. So and that's what Job to, thought, yes. right? Yes. And so you have to preach the gospel to yourself, which is today's episode. Yes. And, you know, like tell yourself that, you know, God is in that. What can I be learning from this? What What is God teaching me in this? How can I become more like Christ in that circumstance mm-hmm. rather than imploding right. or like that sin spiral that we talked about that, you know, like going to that despair mm-hmm. Instead of that, we can talk ourselves through those things. And it really takes you away from yourself Mm -hmm. and to Christ. And that's where we should go all the time. Even in in times where we're not experiencing a lot of difficulty. That's really where we should go all the time. So, okay. 
So I don't have the full book review for chapter five because two in a week was just not going to happen. So sorry if you were all, you know, on the edges of your seats <laughs> waiting to hear about chapter five. I do just need to make a quick correction. In the last one I said, when I talked about uh, the leaders in Russia or the Soviet Union, depending on what time we were talking about, I said Boris Yeltsin, but it wasn't Boris Yeltsin because he came after the fall of the Iron Curtain and he was actually elected, whereas um, I meant to say Mikhail Gorbachev. So two very different men, two very different times. So I needed to make that distinction we because we want to be historically accurate. <laughs> That's good. All right, so we are going to transition over to our guest. Hi, Chris. Hello. Hi. <laughs> You're so sweetly sitting there waiting. And <laughs> but we definitely want to hear from you and get some um, wisdom from you today. But we'd love to hear your testimony and how God has called you to himself. Okay, I'd love to share that. Well, I was raised in a very religious home where we were taught to do many things to earn God's favor, to earn um, the right to go to heaven. But the interesting thing is we never really talked much about God himself. What was lacking in this church was God's word. So I was taught that the church was the ultimate authority, and so we followed what they taught. Because I didn't know what God has revealed in his word, I didn't know that his standard for salvation is high. I didn't know that it is so high that no human being could ever meet that standard. Only his perfect son, Jesus, could. So I lived trying to reach what I thought was good enough. Um, really, I think I was hoping that God would grade on the curve, right? Um, <clears throat> Well, um, the problem with that was that my standard really was so low that I really didn't have any desire to actually please God. And uh, so that led me down a really bad path. I was a party girl, and my goal in life was to have fun. And so I lived as I wanted. And then I went to church, went to confession, and so I thought that all was good. But that lifestyle, although there were times where it was really fun, brought no lasting satisfaction. But God was at work in me. I had a job where I worked with five Christians. I didn't know that at the time, but I did. They were five Christian women. And what I did know is that they were so different from me. There was a contentment and a joy in them that I didn't have. And most of all, they had a genuine love for others. They had a, a love for me that I just couldn't figure out. My language, my smoking in their cars, um, <laughs> my telling them about the parties that I, I'd been to didn't keep them from pursuing me. So one of them invited me to a college camp um, with all of them. They were all going to be in a cabin together. And I went out of total rebellion because my dad told me I couldn't go. And it was at that camp that I first heard the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I had heard all my life that Jesus died for sinners, but what I had never heard before was that his death was the only thing that could satisfy God's anger, his wrath against sin, against my sin. I always knew that I was a sinner. My lifestyle proved that. 
And I knew that Jesus died, but I never understood that his death on the cross was completely sufficient to take away all of my sin. Nothing needed to be or could be added to it. It was completely sufficient. So God worked in my heart and uh, he drew me to himself. And although I had no theological terms for what was happening, I knew that God was rescuing me from my sin and that he had paid my debt. There was a huge burden that was immediately lifted from me. I knew at that moment that I was his. And it was on that Saturday morning in August of 1975 that I submitted my life to him and I was committed to learning his ways from his word. And for the first time in my life, I had a strong desire to live a life that was pleasing to him. And so it was with his help and by his grace that I began to do, um, starting with that very moment, just started to, to think differently. God really had changed my heart. He hadn't changed my heart just a little bit. Like he, he gave me a new heart. He gave me a, a new heart with new desires rather than wanting to live only for myself for the first time I really wanted to live for him. And God also gave me such a hunger for his word. I wanted to know this Jesus who died for my sins, who rose again and had the power to change my life. So the more I read his word, the more I began to see more of my sin, not just those big sins um, you know, that we might uh, call, but I really began to see the sin in my life that was not pleasing to him. And God was just so kind, he was so faithful to surround me with many other Christians who taught me how to put off that sin and to learn to live for Christ. And so I learned very quickly that this wasn't something that I could do in my own strength, but that Jesus gave me the power to not only put off the things that dishonored him, but um, the more I choose to obey him, the less that I even wanted to do those things. So now I do need to say that some of, some of that putting off of sin came really easily for me. God was just so kind in that he just took away a lot of the desires I had before. But obviously for the same for all of us, right? Some of those battles still, um, still continue. But after 45 years, I am still learning how to walk in obedience. But I, I continue to learn that uh, it is in obeying Christ that I find true joy mm -hmm. and that joy isn't found in my circumstances. Um, I learned that very quickly. In fact, when I got home from that camp, I was so excited to tell my parents what God had done in me and thought that they would be so thankful for the, this new path that God had placed me on. But that wasn't the response that I got. Um, where I knew that getting drunk and using drugs were no longer even a temptation for me, and that I now just wanted to live for Christ, all that they heard was that I was leaving the Catholic Church. And they didn't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. uh, no one we knew, I mean, no one at that point had ever left the Catholic Church before. And so um, I began to, to learn that joy is found in God alone, and that means it isn't dependent on my circumstances. Um, knowing Jesus and having his nearness was sufficient for whatever God brings into my life. And mm -hmm. so it began, God was just really faithful to teach me that like immediately after mm -hmm. he saved me. How devout were you before? Well, um, you know, that that's an interesting question because 
like I went to 12 years of Catholic school. You did. I did, yes. Well, I, mean, I mean, which was part of why my parents were so upset, right? This is three months <laughs> later. Like, they paid for 12 years oh. of Catholic education. And then, okay. I mean, in their mind, I... Yeah? Yeah. I mean, that, that take, that's a, there's a certain level of commitment to even put your kids in Catholic yeah. church. Yeah, and we... You know, I mean... Catholic school. Oh, Catholic, Catholic school. school. Yeah, I mean, eight, eight kids. So there were 10 or from eight kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was a... And my dad was like... a dairy farmer so there wasn't a lot of money so there there was it was it was a, a huge investment mm. so you know I would say from the outside people would say wow that's really a, you know like a committed Catholic yeah. and you know I went to mass every day except for Saturdays you know did all of the every things every day every day because when you were in Catholic school that oh, was oh yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. except like, for Saturdays but like oof. it didn't it didn't do anything in my heart mm-hmm. like I you know I it didn't it didn't make me want to live for God. It just made me think, well, if I do these I just things, do then this. God's going to accept yeah. me. And you know, yeah. hmm. and there's, I feel like the, I, I don't know, like I, I wasn't raised Catholic, and I, I don't have a f- strong Catholic anything. I mean, Matt's parents were Catholic and was were saved when Matt was like eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the the Catholic Church is very, it's just tradition. Like there's just this love of tradition, and there's something comforting about that for. In the Catholic yeah. community, I mean, it was it was for me. Yeah, yeah. It's like you feel like you're doing something good, right. and that will yeah. earn your favor. Right. And then to yeah. find out, like, wow, that's yeah. all. Look what the Apostle Paul says. Right. You know, he called yeah anything like that filthy rags. In right. God's mm. sight. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, yep. Thank you, Chris. Yes. Well, we're going to um, get right into our questions yes. then. Yes. So today's topic, which we asked Chris to come talk with us about, and she was very excited to talk with us about, was um, how to preach the gospel to yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is just so practical, and it's so good to, I mean, you can use it every day, every day, all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> because we never graduate from right. the gospel. It is never something we don't right. need to bring our hearts to back over and over and over and that's over what you were saying over. versus 45 years later i'm still right? a sinner you know yeah. like yeah. <laughs> still so, yeah. trying to apply the gospel to everything okay so here we go here's okay. our ding 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 <laughs> okay so to start off with it just for some of our listeners that may not be as familiar with the gospel or, and just to set the foundation for where um this podcast is going to go can you tell us what is the gospel sure so I, I would say, I mean, you know, that, that's a question that could take a minute. That's a question that could take seven hours, right? Right. You know? But I, I think the, the sum of the gospel can be found in 2 Corinthians 5.21. He, meaning God the Father, made him, meaning Jesus, his son, who knew no sin to be sin in our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So Romans 5, um, 6 through 10 tells us that we were helpless to do anything about our own sin. It tells us that we were ungodly, that we were sinners, that we were actually enemies of God. And so our only hope for a right standing with God has nothing to do with our being good enough. I mean, we know that. We never could. But our only hope of a right standing with God is in Jesus' blood shed for our sins and his righteous life lived on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So that was the minute version. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. So why do you preach the gospel to yourself? Why is that important? Okay, well, 
I, I think, first of all, because the New Testament teaches that mm-hmm. believers need to hear the gospel as much as unbelievers do, right? We, we never leave the gospel behind. As you said, we never graduate from the gospel because the gospel is foundational not only to salvation, but to all aspects of the Christian life. In Romans 1, we read that the Apostle Paul was anxious to preach the gospel to those who are at Rome. So mm-hmm. he's talking to believers, okay? In 1 Corinthians, he, he, he said, I want to make known to you the gospel which you have believed. So again, he's talking to believers. He's, he's telling them about their ongoing need for the gospel. In fact, in most of Paul's letters, um, he rehearses gospel truths mm-hmm. to believers. So, mm-hmm. you know, you might say, why? Well, the gospel doesn't just save us, but it sets us on a path that purifies us. The gospel has everything to do with our growing in holiness of life. Mm-hmm. So it helps us to see our need um, to daily recognize that though we're saved, we still sin every single day in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, in our motives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we need ongoing forgiveness for, mm-hmm. the, for those sins. And so that's where we begin in preaching the gospel to ourselves. It helps us to acknowledge that, to mm-hmm. acknowledge our sin. So that we can turn from those things, those sins, um, and those things in our lives that displease the Lord, mm-hmm. and the gospel is what informs our hearts that because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross, we can be assured that our sins are forgiven, mm-hmm. and that He continues to begin that work mm-hmm. that He's begun in us. And I, you know, a lot of times, it's so good to be reminded that I needed forgiveness, but that I have forgiveness. Because how many times throughout the day is it possible to get discouraged about our sin? And to remember that we are forgiven is so important. And then if we have a confident day where we're like, ooh, I spent time in the Word. Ooh, I, you know, checked all my boxes. To remember who I was and what Christ had to do to make me be able to even understand his word. They're just such good reminders of why we needed salvation and why we are and how we are forgiven and how that forgiveness never goes away. So anyway, I just had some thoughts. (laughs) That's great. Thank you, Chris. Okay, so now that we know, we know what the gospel is, the minute version, um, and please feel free to have put any questions out there on the um, website. If you still are unclear about anything, we would love to be able to answer any questions. So before I forget to mention that, I, I wanted to say that. Okay. And we know why it's so important. So how do we do it? How do we preach the gospel to ourselves? Okay. I'm going to give some specifics a little bit mm-hmm. later. Um, but I, I think it's helpful first to remember that we as believers are, are not just saved from something. Okay, we're not just saved from sin, but we're saved to something. The gospel saves us to a new way of living, okay, one that brings glory to God. Um, Romans 6, 8 tells us that we have been freed from the slavery of sin and that we are now slaves to righteousness. And I think that's probably one aspect of the gospel that I preach to myself probably the most. Um, Wait, what, what was it again? Say again. That we have we we have been freed from the slavery of sin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We and um, that we have. So so not only have we been freed from the slavery of sin, but we have. But we've also been 
we are now slaves of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's what God's word tells us. Okay. And so we need to preach the kinds of truths to our hearts that will strengthen that, will, that will equip us for that righteous living that uh, God has saved us to. So when we preach the gospel to ourselves, we want to preach truths like these. And these are just categories. We're going to kind of flush them out um, as we go through the podcast. But we want to remind our hearts that God has a right to rule our lives. Um, we want to remember that the gospel doesn't just save us from sin, but it rescues us from a life of sin. It changes us at the heart level. So believers now, as you know, we've mentioned um, a few times, be- true believers have new desires. They they want to obey God. Um, they want to live in a way that denies ourselves and um, that wants to live um, in a way that that honors Christ. And I think it's important often to, re- to remind our hearts that it, it promises eternal life with God. And so knowing that we're going to spend eternity with God really motivates us in how we live now. And um, I think it's really important to continue to remind ourselves that uh, though we, re- we deserve judgment for our sin, um, because Christ died for us, there is no condemnation any longer. And that, again, that's something that I I know when I get discouraged, I need to remind my heart of over and over again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I can just say that it, preaching the gospel yourself takes practice, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's a discipline. Mm -hmm. So our habit might not be to, um, to look at the gospel when we're struggling with something in our lives, but, uh, but it's it's what we need, and, and so it's it, it's a practice. It's a practice that is learned, and it is just so beneficial as we grow in our sanctification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what do we do then when we don't want to preach the gospel to ourselves? Okay, and that, I mean, and that's going to happen, right? right? We we still we still struggle with sin. So I, I think the first thing that that I do um, is I think it's important to to remind ourselves that we have been bought with a price. And so if we are in Christ, we are no longer our own. We belong to Christ. And again, he died on the cross to not only save us, but to sanctify us. And I think um, when we don't want that, then I, I, I think we need to remember that there are warnings in scripture. There are warnings, for example, like in, in Hebrews 3, that we are not to harden our hearts. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that could be a, you know, a whole nother podcast, just what apostasy <laughs> looks like. But, um, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not okay to say, well, I just don't feel like doing that today because that, that's hardening our heart. And there are consequences of hardening our heart and, and it'll, it'll come out in your life. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we, we need to take those warnings seriously. They're in scripture for a reason. Okay, so how do we apply that? How do we apply the gospel to everyday situations? Okay, well, (laughs) I think it's helpful to start before our feet even hit the floor in the morning, right? Um, I think the gospel shows us that we don't even know what our own hearts need. I mean, I I didn't, right, before I was saved. so I, I think whatever comes into our day, we need to remind ourselves that God alone knows what we need. Um, he knew that for our salvation, and he knows that for our sanctification. And you talked about that a little bit, you know, regarding your friend, Carla. 
And so since he loved us enough to send his son to die in our place, then we can trust him to bring into our day whatever he knows is best. And sometimes that means joy, sometimes it means sorrows, sometimes it's comfort, and sometimes it's um, through the gift of pain. And we know that he'll use um, all of it to grow us in our trust of him and conforming us into the image of his son. And if, if we are truly believers, then that is going to overall be our greatest desire to please God. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about, you know, when you said hit the ground in the morning, like hit the ground with the Bible, <laughs> with the Bible and how often it's a choice. Like you have to choose to do that because mm-hmm. there are a lot of days where I wake up late and I'm like, oh, I got to get lunches ready for the kids. and um, Or like, I only have five minutes, so I'm going to check the news, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And mm-hmm. instead of like opening my Bible and like mm-hmm. really grounding myself for the day. Um, and so like, I have to make that like choice, like, nope, that stuff can wait. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on what's true to really like ground myself. And yeah. I think that's a good reminder. And, and I think, you know, if, if, if your schedule like is that I got to get, you know, I got to get lunches made and I need to get my kids to school and then I come back mm-hmm. and spend time yes. in the word. It's okay. We can still begin to, to preach the gospel yeah. to ourselves. Like, Again, first thing in the in the morning, just to re, I, I can, as I'm getting out of bed, just remind my heart, God, I know I belong to you. So help me to accept whatever you have in my day, knowing that it's the best. So it can be something as quick as that, but mm-hmm. our hearts need to be reminded of that every day. Yes. Is it Lori from church that puts verses on her mirror? Yes. And I think this is where um, scripture memory is so important. Because if you you know you want to think about okay where where was the, what was the condition of my heart before I was a believer what was I saved from how um, how did what did Christ have to do and you you know as you want to walk through all of those things it's helpful if you just have something as quick as like I don't know on your mirror you have those verses that remind you of that or. Mm-hmm. You have them in your mind. Mm-hmm. Where I've had them taped up. in my car. Mm-hmm. Like I was struggling with um, road rage <laughs> for a while, and I had to literally put a scripture, like taped it to my windshield, that would like remind me, like mm-hmm. calm down, Amy. <laughs> right. You know, and I mean, we have them everywhere because she just I wanted her finger around oh, yes. the room. <laughs> my, around the room. <laughs> my kitchen is like. That's our summer. One of our summer things is my kids have a verse a week memory, mm-hmm. and they get they have a sticker chart and everything. But and I still have them up from last summer. But like, I mm-hmm. want that to be on yeah. my mind at all times. I want it to, my kids to see it. I want it to be like who we are. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. not just like something we do on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Right, and and we do whatever it takes, right? Mm-hmm. right? So okay, I'll tell you just a silly little thing. So to remind myself that that's how I needed to start my day. I put a sticky note in my slipper. And so I put my slipper in. And I feel, I mean, it didn't even have anything written on it because uh-huh. it was just a reminder that I put my foot oh. in my slipper. It's like, oh, yeah. And that's how I got into the habit. Huh. So, I mean, it's just that's, a silly little yeah, thing. But no. for me, it worked. Uh-huh. And so yeah. now I, you know, I, I just try and remember. Like, literally, when my, when my foot in the morning gets into the slipper, that 
okay, this is a reminder this what my heart reminder. needs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's great, Amy. On your windshield, whatever, <laughs> right. whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever or like I put, it, I used to put them over the sink because we had a, a window, or we have yeah. a window yeah. over, and I'd put them on the window. Mm-hmm. So as I'm washing dishes, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, awesome. So then, how does the gospel apply to like those mundane things like going to work, going to school, taking care of our children, cleaning our houses, or even going to church? How does it apply to those things? Well, I, I, 2 Corinthians 5.17, I, I think, is, is helpful in answering that. And it, it tells us that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. And it says, behold, new things have come. So I think it helps us to understand that everything that, um, that we do has in it the opportunity for us to live in such a way that we can glorify God mm-hmm. because he, I mean, he has created us as new creatures. Mm-hmm. And so even in those mundane things like cleaning the house, it, it now matters because um, I, it, it's a reminder that I, I, I'm not just doing it for myself, but I, I'm doing that to serve others. And I can remember even in serving, you know, like, Sorry, but cleaning toilets, like what's more mundane than that? But it reminds me, Jesus came like not to be served, but to serve. So if I can serve others, if I can serve my family by, you know, having them go into a bathroom that's clean, (laughs) then Mm -hmm. that can have purpose and I can do it with a grumbling heart or I can do Mm -hmm. it in a way that says, God, even this, I just, I want to serve you. And it, Mm -hmm. it, then it matters. There, there's, there's eternal purpose to it. So, you know, all the way from that to uh, raising children, I mean, my goodness, the gospel is like so important as, as we um, raise kids that we, it reminds us that we're, we're not just raising our children, but we're, re- we're really raising up an, an, the next generation. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be faithful in what ca- God has called us to do. And so we need to remind our hearts that caring for our children isn't, isn't a burden, but it's a privilege like it they're not taking away from me time but it's using my life as god intended Mm -hmm. um, to pour it out for others for the benefit of others and to be an example and to seek every opportunity to bring the gospel to them like when we have children in our home our home that our home becomes the greatest um, opportunity for evangelism right. so yeah. you know going to church is just another one of those because of the way that I was raised like it's no longer an obligation um, but it's an opportunity to serve our brothers and sisters in Christ and so rehearsing the gospel may mean that you know I, I take time before I go to church and just prepare my heart so that I, I'm not looking to have like a consumer mentality. Well, you know, I hope this person is singing this morning because I really love the way Amy sings and I hope she's on the worship team this morning. <laughs> she or, does have a lovely she voice. She does have a lovely voice. But, and it's okay to have like a preference, mm-hmm. but I do love when you, when you <laughs> help me worship. But we don't go with a, a consumer mentality. We go with the opportunity of, and you know, my prayer, like, Lord, help me to be willing to meet new people help me to listen to what my brothers and sisters are going to share in that, you know, time of fellowship that we have before and after so that I can really encourage them. Mm-hmm. So, those are just and even the, the fact that we want to go to church, right. want fellowship, want to be in each other's lives is evidence of a changed heart, mm-hmm. which we got there with the gospel, right. you know, and right. every friendship that I think of, 
you know, is because of the gospel and how it's changed my life, how it's changed my friends' lives. Um, and all those things that you said, that was really encouraging. I can clean toilets because I am serving my family um, and my service to my family is, I am now able, you know, I, and, when I, and I think about this, I, I'm now able to give the gospel to my children because I have it. Right. And my service to them is, you know, it's just like the, cir- you know, it's just this, this circular, I don't know. We j- well, it ultimately, it, it glorifies God. Right. Because you're emptying yourself for right. your family that mm-hmm. in those even seemingly mundane things. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it has an eternal value now. Right. It can. Because <laughs> yeah. my goal is to serve my family so that I can be an example of a, ser- you know, of a servant to them that will hopefully be what they see in the gospel you know and right, so it right. just anyway i don't know if i i don't know if i said that clearly i'm kind of talking <laughs> just, as i'm thinking when i think about all these things that we're talking about it's it is a lot of work and it is like the christian life is a selfless life mm-hmm. like i am so selfish i want to like sit in bed with my blow dryer because I heat up my sheets with my blow dryer <laughs> like and stay warm and cozy and Are you just sure like you want that recorded I know. for all well, it's, it's known it's, it's known <laughs> people know now everyone knows <laughs> but like I like I want those like comfort I don't want to clean the toilets I don't want like in my like flesh I don't want to pour into my kids I don't want to like mm. I want to be super selfish all the time and so like when you're preaching the gospel to yourself it is like get over yourself time and like Mm -hmm. think about how god can be glorified and that is emptying of me and what (laughs) how god gave his son and how love is sacrifice yes and so i sacrifice my me time right so that i can pour my life out to my family or whoever is around me yeah Right. Yeah. And, you know, the, the thing that's so encouraging about those things is, you know, when we first begin to think that way, so, you know, maybe maybe someone hasn't thought that way before, mm-hmm. and, but they're like, oh, okay, I see that need right, right now. And so as you begin to do that, like, first of all, it becomes easier the longer you do it. It becomes mm-hmm. the pattern of your life. But then, like, you begin to understand that, no, that's where I gain joy is mm-hmm. in doing what mm-hmm. pleases the Lord. Yeah. And so it's not like it's this, oh, I gotta do it, you know. It may start out that way a little bit, like, Lord, help me, because this doesn't yes. seem like it's a comp, you know, right. like it has any eternal value. But the more we do it, like, that's what you wanna do, mm-hmm. because yeah. it changes your heart attitude. It changes your yeah. attitude. Well, and it, you, it makes you find it joy. So, right, and it makes it like, why, why am I having such a hard time with cleaning this? If Jesus can give his life to save my soul, I think I can clean a bathroom. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, he, he I gave mean, us such an example. Like, he picked up the basin and towel, right? And he he washed his right. disciples' smelly feet. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if Jesus, like the Son of God, if he set that example, right, and he did it with joy, he did it right? With joy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. You know, we talked about mundane, the mundane things of life, but what about in those moments, you know, the loss of a spouse, uh, a miscarriage, infant loss? 
I mean, when I hear of things in, in our church, and mm -hmm. you know, we're going to have someone next week come and share about big loss, and right. the, maybe the biggest you can experience in life. Um, and we hear about the, those things. I don't know that my heart goes, okay, let me think about the gospel as I hear of catastrophic events. So how, how, um, how does it apply to those big, big events that change, you know, change our lives drastically? Well, first of all, the, I, the gospel reminds us of what we truly deserve, right? We, we deserve condemnation. We deserve hell. And so um, in any situation, we can always rejoice that God in his mercy has not given us what we truly deserve. And so when those hard things come into our lives, we, we can see them through that lens. Mm -hmm. When my heart is focused on the gospel, then again, I'm reminded that God has a right to rule my life in a way that he knows what is best. He, he bought my life. He paid the price. And I now belong to him. And I, I know for you know some of the trials that, that I have gone through, it's been really helpful to remind myself that my heart can be deceived into thinking that I know that my that I think my ways are best. Mm -hmm. And so I, I have to be quick to remind myself that only God is all wise, that his ways are higher than mine. And so even when those trials come into our lives, and they will. I know that he he brings them there for my good. He's good, and uh, he is good, and he does good, and he does it for my good. And so, if um, if he was good enough, if he was kind enough, if, if he was wise enough to bring salvation to me when. Uh, it wasn't even anything that I was looking for, none of us were, then the, these other things that he brings into my life, are what, what's behind them is that same kindness and wisdom. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So I, I know like, just us, you know, for me when I had my miscarriages, it also was helpful for me just to be reminded that, you know what, we live in a fallen world. We, our, the world is cursed, right, mm -hmm. because of sin. And the reason that that was helpful for me is because it reminded me that it's not always going to be that way. Like, one day, things are going to be made right. Like, we, we're going to live without the effects of sin. And so sometimes even when we, when we feel the effects of sin right now, they can discourage us or they can remind us of the hope that we have because of the gospel. And let's choose to be reminded of the gospel right. and the goodness of God right. as opposed to the other. So yeah. practically speaking, I think about, you know, the habits that we have to make to preach mm -hmm. the gospel to ourselves in the mundane so that when we get to the big catastrophic, right. we're prepared. That's where your heart goes yes. automatically. So I was thinking in my head, like, how do I break that habit of, like, when something big happens that I go into this despair, like, this place of despair? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the best way to prepare ourselves for that possibility? 
Well, I, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of answered it. It, yeah. it is in the mundane. It's, it's reminding ourselves of what's true about the Lord all the time. So like you mentioned, you know, Sunday, we're mm-hmm. going to have you know, so, someone share with us. I, I know that the first words out of his mouth when that, what we would consider is you know, something so catastrophic we can't even think of anything harder in life to deal with. The very first words out of his mouth was, God is good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that that's what he shepherded his heart with. That, that He knew that about God. Like the gospel tells us that God is good, right? Mm-hmm. Because he gave us what we didn't deserve. He gave us the very best gift of all. Yeah. And so if, if we keep like that truth close to our heart, then when those catastrophic things come, we're, we're already, we're prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, not that there isn't going to be sorrow and hard, mm-hmm. you know, hard times in those things, but we're not going to go down, you know, the slide that, you know, that steep slide or the spiral, the you know, spiral. however you want to look at it to a, a despair, because we know that God's already given us his mm-hmm. best and we know his character. Mm-hmm. Only, mm-hmm. only a good God could give us yeah. salvation. Yeah. And yeah. so if we were if we're rehearsing that to hearts our hearts all the time, mm-hmm. then I mean hopefully that'll be if not the first thing, mm-hmm. then the second or the third thing that comes to our mind. Mm-hmm. But I think the more we rehearse it, the the more likely it'll be that it'll be mm-hmm. the first thing that we think of. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a that, that's a good teaser for next week, which we'll get into a little bit more. Um, I think, and I think this is a really good foundation for what we're going to talk about next week or the week after the week after yeah. the next time the next episode. Right. So, how that was kind of a side side question, but um, how would our friendships be affected if we were all preaching the gospels gospel to ourselves? You know, every day, and not just our friendships, but our relationships with just, anyone yeah, just in, general. in general. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think we certainly wouldn't be looking um, at those friendships that you know any any of those relationships like to meet our needs, right? Because that, that's what happens when we don't. Mm. Because we are selfish. We we want you know, we want our cup filled. Um, but because we know that our true need has already been met in Christ, um, it, it affects our expectations of, of other people. Um, I, think, I think they become more reasonable. Well, and don't, sorry, I just had this thought, but don't, doesn't our perspective about what our needs change? Yeah, <laughs> because absolutely. I no longer feel that my husband needs to meet this need my children need to meet this need. My friends need to meet this need because my greatest need was for salvation, and God met that. Now exactly. we're not disappointed anymore right. when people right. and I think don't it meet just, our expectations. It changes yeah. what we consider what we need. It's yeah, it's really true. Anyway. And mm-hmm. I mean, and, which I, I think just leads into the next thing, and that is like we'll be forgiving of each other, right? When right. when we do get bummed, when people sin against us, when we sin against other people, like mm-hmm. the gospel just completely changes that. If, you know, if I've been forgiven, what I've been, you know, if, mm-hmm. if God has forgiven me in my great sin against him, then certainly I'm going to forgive the people in my life. That makes me think so. of that, that sermon. I think Smed taught on, was it Smed, about favoritism? 
Josh. Was it I Josh? Think, yeah, was it, maybe so. it was Josh. That, um, you know, the, what we were talking about, the expectation within friendships and, you know, how we can kind of play into that. Like, well, I'm really comfortable with this person, so I'm just going to, like, they're my favorite. I'm right. not going to, like, reach out to anyone else. You right. know, it kind of changes that perspective, too, mm-hmm. of, like, being selfless and welcoming to everyone, you know, and not just having your certain people that you like huddle right. together with right. and not ever branch out. Yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, uh, another part, and I, I think this is a, a really important aspect of how the gospel if changes us and, you know, would, would make such a difference if we were all doing this. And that is, I think, we wouldn't fear, be fearful of saying things that, that need to be said mm-hmm. because we wouldn't fear man we would fear god and so uh, you know i you mean like reproof correction type yeah things? so i you know I, I think we live in a culture where we people, don't want to offend people well <laughs> but people freely say i mean you're so judgy you know mm. or or make comments like that and mm. yes we we need to be careful and we want to be loving mm-hmm. you know um Scripture tells us to take the log out of our eye before we take the speck out of our brothers or brother or sisters. But it doesn't tell us don't take that speck out, right? It tells us how. And so I, I know how much I appreciate my friends, and, and I, I have some really precious dear friends who, are, who come to me and gently tell me when there is something that I don't see in my life that I need to see. And you know what? I've had people who have done it maybe not necessarily in a gentle way, mm-hmm. but it's okay because I, we need that, right? I mean, obviously our goal is to be gentle. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be gentle in coming to other people and, you know, it's always preferable. But there have been people who, who have loved me enough and maybe didn't have the practice of doing it for a long time, but it didn't keep them from telling me the things that I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that's one aspect that maybe we don't talk about a lot, but the gospel tells us that we need one another. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't always see my sin yeah. But I want to, because how can we repent from our sin if we don't see it? Yeah. And so I think that is one aspect of if we are faithful to preach the gospel to um, our own hearts, we'll be doing that with each other more. Well, yeah. and, and it'll keep us teachable yes. so that right. people can come to us right. and us not be offended. And, and we're ready to forgive. And we're ready to yeah. forgive. And, mm-hmm. and then, but we're also able to reprove one another when mm-hmm. it's needed. Like that's because that's love. I mean, the world humbling. would want us to say that's not you know that's not that's love. That's judgy. But yeah. No, it, 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 it is. Love. It's love. When I was thinking too about the uh, catastrophic situations, if if we redefine what I what we need, or we per, you know are not redefined, but we we perceive our needs to be different than what they are, because our greatest need is salvation. Our greatest need is for our heart. And when something catastrophic comes, it's it's almost like we we don't have to fear it because our greatest need has already been met and there is nothing that can take that away and so when we have a loss we still have Jesus right and we know that 
whatever has ha- is happening is obviously, you know, God's plan, but I feel like it's um, those catastrophic moments become less scary because our greatest need has been met. Right. And we know nothing can separate us from the love of God. Right. Yeah. And so when, when you are satisfied with God's love, it, it, changes, it changes the way that we look at, at those hard things mm-hmm. that come into our yeah. lives. I yeah. think about, too, if I start preparing myself for those really hard situations, it kind of reveals to me the idols I have in my heart. You know, I think about, you know, like I, I've had a couple of friends in this past year lose children. And when I think to myself, how would I react? Like if I were to get that phone call or something that one of my children um, had, God had taken them, how would I react to that? And like, like really genuinely in my heart, how would I react to that? Um, there's, there's just an absolute devastation, of course, when you think mm-hmm. about those things. But I also have to think to myself, you know, God is sovereign. God is in control. God gave his own son so that we could have salvation. When, when my heart is set on the things of God, you know, and what do I need to work through? Like, what sins do I need to repent of? Who am I making an idol in my life? What am I making an idol of my right. in my life? Mm-hmm. And like really keeping that focus on God and not being afraid of having those conversations with myself, right? Right. right. Um, because those are hard, hard things. That I, mean, you, I mean, tomorrow hasn't been promised, right? So it is something we need to think about and prepare our hearts. But we mm-hmm. do that every day with the mundane, every day right. reminding ourselves mm-hmm. of our greatest need of how it was met mm-hmm. and it's almost like you can face anything by right. God's grace yeah. because yeah. the need of your heart when when you walk with the Lord he is your greatest comforter he is your greatest delight he is the one that satisfies your soul and and that's the the greatest need that you needed and so you have all of these relationships that are a blessing but those relationships are temporary, mm-hmm. and they're not promised to right. be with right. to be with you forever. And you know that that really like goes right back to friendships too, mm-hmm. because if if we have the kind of friendships where we are speaking truth to one another, mm-hmm. then when we go through some of those really hard things of life, we have those people who we mm-hmm. know are going to speak truth yeah, to us. They're going to sure. remind us of what mm-hmm. the gospel tells us, yeah. and. That's such a gift. So I, I, you know, I just I think we need to encourage. You know, I, I want to encourage people. Like, so ha- develop those kinds of friendships now, mm-hmm. so that you're not alone. Right. When those devastating right. things happen, like we yeah. have each other we to help other. us. We yeah. that and this is why the church is so exactly. important. We yeah. need each other in yeah. the church for sure. Okay. Well, I could keep talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> we need to keep going. Um, okay. Have you counseled? women to preach the gospel to themselves and what kinds of circumstances were they in i just thought we could talk about some examples to maybe bring it make it a little bit more applicable okay sure um well yes of course <laughs> you know it's what we do right we do that with one another so one of the the one that that comes to mind was a woman who was greatly sinned against and the consequences of that sin were really weighty um, and she, she, when we first began to meet, she, she really was struggling with, um, wanting to, with 
knowing she needed to forgive, but not knowing what that looked like. Mm -hmm. And so again, I mean, I, I knew that what she needed was the gospel, right? It's, right. it's what we, what we all, all need. And for me, for me, as I was talking to her, particularly I was thinking so that she doesn't become embittered because mm -hmm. that's a temptation, right? When it we is. are sinned against. And this, again, this was, this was really a, I mean, it was a really, really hard situation. Um, but I, I think that what she, the first thing that was that I thought was helpful was to get her talking about and to be reminded of how much she was forgiven of. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she she was sinned against as a human being, but what we have been forgiven of is our sin against a holy and a perfect and a righteous God um, when we were his enemies, right? And so just to begin with thinking of how we, how we are forgiven of believers and how, how as a believer she was forgiven. And so as the more we talked about that, the more she rehearsed again and reminded her own heart of how much she had been forgiven of, it became a lot easier for her to be able to forgive this person for what they did. And it, I mean, it really was an amazing thing. She actually got to the place where she could thank God for that circumstance because she could see how God was using that in her yeah. life. Yeah. Wow, that's really sweet. Okay, one more question. How do you do it? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> we heard a little bit trying to decide from which, your, which, uh... about your miscarriages, <laughs> which I didn't know that you had experienced. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, I'd like to know how you do it, Chris, because okay. I'll just copy you. <laughs> okay, I, I had three different things that I that I was trying to, to decide which one, so I, I'll I'll just decide on one. So I, I think I think I'll choose this one because I think it's something that probably a lot of people struggle mm -hmm. with. Um, so when I am discouraged over, you know, say anything. Um, that comes into my life, I, I remind myself, again, that the gospel tells me that my greatest need, my, my sin before a holy God that deserved his wrath has been taken care of at the cross. And so if God loved me that much that he was willing to give his one and only son to die on my behalf to take care of my greatest need, then I know that he will take care of every other need that I have. And so I can remind myself that though I may be walking through something that feels really hard, that because of the gospel, I have hope. I, I, have, I have hope now and I have hope in the future. And so I not only have peace with God now, but one day I know that I'll be with him for all eternity. And so whatever I'm going through now, the Bible tells me one day I'm going to see that as light and momentary affliction, right? So that when I think, when, when, you, when you're reminded of that truth, like, this is really heavy right now, but if this is light and momentary affliction, what is the future with God going to be like? That it would compare it to that. And so, uh, you know, I, I just, I can lift my head now and I can stop thinking and focusing on how hard whatever it is that I'm going through 
um, because I have the tr- the greatest treasure of all. I have my sins forgiven. That means I have peace with God, and I have Him. I mean, my greatest treasure. I I, I have Him, and so. Um, I need to just, sometimes I just need to stop thinking about how hard the trial is, and I need to focus on what God has already given me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's, that's one Thank way. Thank you, yeah. Wow. We need to have a higher view of God, I think. Me because yeah. I think the temptation so often, for me especially, is to think, like, God isn't bigger than the circumstance, or that, you know, like, He can't understand you know what I'm going through, and then like, or when he's you, remo- far removed, or he's far removed, kind of like what yeah. Job was saying in our verse yes. of the week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, look at us tying yeah, things together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just to yeah. have that, like, to think on who God is and how big He is, and how like minuscule we are. <laughs> like, right. We're just these right. little like specks. We're these little, you know, what is the the from Scripture that He says? We're just a blip on the radar of time Mm -hmm. and you know like we don't deserve his love you know because he's he's so big right and yet he's lavished it on us and i think when when we have a right view of god then whether i am struggling um with fighting sin like well it's not that big of a deal like it's going to change no he's holy he's righteous it's going to change the way i see my sin to where i want to repent of it or if i do see my sin and i am so overwhelmed with it that i'm thinking god could never forgive you know Mm -hmm. i'm crumbling and complaining again like i have barely i barely got my cup of coffee and i'm ready to go sit down and read my bible and i'm complaining about Mm -hmm. something on the way over like Mm -hmm. I've done this so many times. You can't possibly forgive me. Well, no, he can. Mm-hmm. He he has promised to forgive, and he's not only promised to forgive me, but he's promised to give me a new life and to help me to no longer fall into that sin of grumbling and complaining yeah. because it is offensive to him. Mm-hmm. So I think in all aspects of sin, whether we're over- overwhelmed by it or whether we are feeling weak and discouraged and we don't even want to fight it. Right. When we remember the gospel, we're willing to do yeah. both. We're willing to see it rightly. Right. And thinking about kind of along the lines of what you were saying, Amy, how great God is, how small we are. Mm-hmm. And yet, in our state of being an enemy of God, He gave His Son for us right. mm-hmm. and made it possible to be right with Him how can I possibly be afraid of anything that happens in this world? Mm-hmm. And how can I possibly complain about the smallest thing? Right. You know, and that right. when you think about what God has done, it doesn't matter what we're doing. It's amazing to think that He would love us so much, that He would give His Son, right. and that He would want us to worship and and commune with Him and pray to Him and learn about Him, that He would want that intimacy with us. It's amazing. And now and now that we have it to like what Paul says, like we are in a race and to press on, you know, right. never becoming relaxed or like and thinking the, yeah. we've met the goal. And the gospel you know? keeps us <laughs> right. motivated. It does. Yeah. When we see the greatness of God and everything mm-hmm. He did to make us right with Him, 
it you know encourages me to press on regardless of how hard it gets and you know always checking my heart and repenting of sin because i want that closeness i want i want right. to walk near to christ yeah. and again it gives us that perspective that this isn't it you know it's yeah. so easy to think that everything in life like this is it well it's not like right. this is such in in the grand scheme of eternity like yeah. this is no time at all right well, where our hope really, really, really lies yeah. is like future with Him for all eternity. Like our minds can't even no, comprehend can't that. Even but when it. we know that truth, then what we do here, it just it changes everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it changes yeah. everything. And our our like in my head, I start thinking, I have no, I have like no time to like tell this to everyone. Like, <laughs> you know, I want everyone to know that peace and that mm-hmm. like and to live forever in god's presence right. and not the alternative right right because <laughs> right. there is an alternative and how scary that is i think about for my friends and family and loved ones and yeah. just people i walk by on the street right. you know mm-hmm. and there are only two alternatives That's, right there's, yeah. there's there's no there's no third right there's no waiting place and someone could pray you out of it or something right. you know like right. there you go to one or the other right. so and God determines. And God yeah. determines. Yeah. Praise God for salvation. No that we have that and we can have that assurance. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, thank Chris. You, Chris. <laughs> I could just be here all day talking about this with you. And and but and, and we can with each other. Like yeah. you know, that's that's yeah. one of the beautiful gifts of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Is we it can is. just do this in every conversation that we have. And we need we it. We should do and that. Do. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. Well, that's awesome. Well, we yes. are at uh, 109. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> goes fast, doesn't it? it does. <laughs> this was fun. Thanks. I'm glad you got to come and talk to us about this. My heart is so encouraged. I am, yeah. Chris. It really is. I am too. It really is. Just to be reminded again of the gospel, mm-hmm. I'm, and my heart is encouraged. Well, now you know how to encourage others. Yes. Yes. So that's what I'm just going to say, listen to the podcast. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so we do want to look look ahead. We have um, one week off, but the next week we're going to hit hard with our, our good friend, Cameron. Um, she was a missionary in Papua New Guinea. Um, her husband... Um, died just a couple years ago and left her with four young children to raise. Mm -hmm. And And um, she is such an example of preaching the gospel to yourself in the midst of just such a hard, devastating devastating time. And and she's going to talk to us about that grief and how to handle grief and Mm -hmm. what life as a widow and single mom now. Um, So I think it's going to be a really encouraging episode. So I'm really looking forward to that. So um, if you haven't already, subscribe to to Green Grasses. Leave Um, a review. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I think that's the only one you can leave a review on. So anyway, leave a review there if you can. Um, And... Uh, just a reminder, our email address is greengrassespodcast at gmail.com. Our website is greengrassespodcast.com. So feel free to drop us an email mm, if you yes. have any questions about this, if you uh, are struggling in your heart, anything. We would love to encourage you. We would love to send you Chris's number because you can talk to <laughs> us. I'm just kidding. Can I, can I just say that. one thing? Yeah. Like if, if, if someone's listening, like this is like, I've never heard of this before. I don't know. Like what in you know? How, how do you even really get your your arm your 
your mind around this. I, I would say um, get a hold of any of Jerry Bridges' books. I think yes. he has one called, is it Transforming Grace? Um, All of them. I, I, I'll find out. <laughs> I'll put it on the website. All of them. <laughs> but yeah, like anything by Jerry Bridges. Yes. Like, yeah. oh my goodness, that that dear godly saint who is no longer here but mm-hmm. he he knew how to do this he did and so and he did it and he does it throughout all his books all of his books he does so sure. I, right now i'm reading trusting god when life hurts i'm reading it again mm. i think i've read that maybe four or five times that book changed my life like yeah mm-hmm. so if if you if you don't know like you're still confused like how do you do this get that book if you've done this over and over again get, get that, that book, book. <laughs> <laughs> because we never graduate from the gospel right. yes right. okay okay all right well as we go about our week we want to remind you of what is eternal so we will end with Isaiah 48 the grass withers and the flower fades but the word of our god stands forever thank you for listening have a great week <laughs>